Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. Today on the show, we're talking how to lead and align your organization effectively with an underused strategy that's thousands of years old. Welcome to the Life as Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is a pioneer of visual strategy. She's passionate about expanding people's definition of creativity and believes the best way to meet the demands of business today is to take a visual approach that blends strategic thinking and creative expression. She leads a compelling conversation around the power of visual thinking as a catalyst for personal and organizational change. As a sought-after speaker and thought leader, she's inspired global audiences with her creative keynotes at Can Lions, South by South. Southwest Interactive, and the Women's Business Enterprise National Council. Here is Nora Herding. Nora, welcome to the podcast. Hi, great to be here. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you better as a leader and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Yeah, let's go. What is some lessons, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? Well, when I was in school, and we might talk about this, I have uh, went to art school. My favorite professor said to me, if what you're doing doesn't scare you a little bit, then you're playing it too safe. And you know, she was talking about exploring concepts in art, but I think that I've kept that lesson with me my whole life, um, and it definitely applies to leadership and business as well. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is? A leader is intuitive, creative, and confident. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? What is truly my skill set that's irreplaceable? I think, you know, figuring out what your sweet spot is and delegating the rest of it. What's a book that you would recommend to leaders? You know, for those entrepreneurs, I love the e-myth. Um, I feel like it unlocks like, or, or if you work for someone who is a founder, see, founding CEO, the e-myth is like a great insight into the mind of an entrepreneur. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? I think just drop in and have a conversation with somebody on your team that you haven't talked to this week. And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Ooh. Well, I really don't like following rules, so I would say why. We'll be back with the rest of our interview right after this. As the leader of your organization, you have a lot on your plate. You work most of your day, leaving you little time to think about your own development. There's a resource for you, and it's called the Leadership Action List. Get the best leadership development tips for leaders by leaders at leadershipactionlist.com. The best news? It's free. Once again, for a year's worth of weekly leadership development, download the Leadership Action List at leadershipactionlist.com. So, 
Today, we are here to talk with you about visual leadership. And this conversation will take us in any, any number of directions. But to start off, I'd love for you to share with us kind of an overview of visual leadership. What do you mean by that? And how maybe did you even get into this arena from art, you know, the world of business and leadership from the world of art? Yeah, absolutely. So the way I like to explain visual leadership to folks is to say that it's any leader who understands the power of pictures and visuals to either communicate their vision, align folks, uh, collaborate, and take action um, using pictures as a powerful aid. And I have to admit, it's not a new concept. It predates my company, Image Think, by Oh, I'd say like 30,000 years, um, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, one of the oldest cave uh, paintings that were discovered was in Altamira, Spain, 30,000 BC is what anthropologists stated as. And it's all depictions of bison and antelope. And basically the consensus is it's instructions around hunting. So in my mind, that's the first example of a leader who had an innovative idea, you know, let's evolve and, and become hunters. And they had to, you know, sell the idea and galvanize people around it and then execute it. And they were clearly successful. So, um, you know, that's, I like to take people back there to really think about how um, tried and true and old this technology is. So that that being said, and I want to get into um, how leaders can use this. Probably some people feel better suited or more natural at incorporating something like this than others. Although I imagine there's probably a good reason for everyone to incorporate it into what they're doing. That being said, how did you get from the world of of art into the world of business and leadership? What was that transition like? Because you, you talked earlier about uh, some recommendations or some insight from your art teacher, and um, she, he or she meant it uh, for art but you're now applying it to the world of business and leadership. How did that transition happen? Yeah. So um, the honest answer is like a little bit, a little bit by accident. Uh, I had always thought I was going to be an academic. Um, I think it was because, you know, I was from like a middle-class family. And when you're an artist and, you know, in that kind of place, it's, you want a tenure track job and uh, a salary. (laughs) So, um, so I did that and I was fairly young and I just realized pretty early on, it was this goal that I had was really just sort of a failure of imagination. I hadn't really considered what else I could do with my skills. And so I left that job and moved to New York with, you know, no plan, no job and fell in, um, with a global consulting firm that had what we would call now right? Like a design thinking function, but this was the mid two thousands and they didn't have really, that wasn't a a term we used. Um, but we would basically, you know, facilitate two or three day sessions for massive projects for, for really big global companies. And I learned there the practice of graphic recording, which is visualizing in words and pictures, real time conversation, and ideas as it's unfolding. Um, and that, you know, kind of put me on this path, uh, really seeing then the way that visuals in a business context could really unlock a lot of potential. Um, and I, I kind of never looked back. 
So when it comes to visual leadership, are you talking significantly about this graphic recording that you're talking about where in real time you're capturing the things that are being talked about in a meeting setting? Is that essentially what it is? Well, that's one tool. And I mean, that's uh, as a leader, you can certainly bring on board somebody like my team at ImageThink to do that. But you, there's many, many different ways a leader can understand and use the power of visuals when they want to communicate. So that's not solely that. And we, we can certainly talk about tools like easy steps that your listeners who might be interested in how they might bring in visuals to uh, to their teams can can do that on their own without having to necessarily you know, rely on um, somebody with my skill set to say. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love for you to share with us some ways that leaders can do this. And and once again, if it, if it's something that it really uh, hits home with their team, it might make sense to take that next step. But what are some of those, those easy first steps that leaders can be doing, whether they feel very artistic and artistically minded or not? Right, right. So one example is to think about how... Um, you're going to communicate where it is that you want your team to end up right now. That could be, um, that could be a, like a long-term strategy plan. Although these days I think everybody's working a lot more short term. Um, that could just be, uh, aligning around a smaller project that could be getting people to really think and understand the company vision and mission. Right. So relying on some visuals to help you as a leader storytell that message to folks, um, get them to uh, literally see where they fit into the picture and align everyone to that. So that could be simply you pulling, um, you know, visual clip art. That could be basically charting a really simple model, right, that you speak to and you socialize um, it could be, you know, working with someone to create an illustration of that strategy, whether it's in your team or another team. Um, so those are all great ways to, to think about how you can use visuals to really amplify your message and what you want to communicate. But you can also use visuals as a, as a working tool um, while you're with your teams ideating how to get to those things in the first place. So I think when, when people think visuals, often it's branding. That being said, do you have any examples either from people you've worked with in the past or different companies that we might know of today that are using models to help show people how to get from point A to point B or help to explain that, to cast a vision and give, give their team uh, something firmer to hold on to that image of what they're doing and why they're doing it? Sure, absolutely. So recently we were working with a pharmaceutical company. Um, they had to launch their, you know, their annual sales strategy, but they just had a new drug come out. So was, there was a lot of unknowns. And what we did in that session is we first, we basically, you know, worked with the leadership to come up with, you know, where do we want to go in the future? What is our North Star goal? We have, you know, we have targets. How are we going to get there? What is it going to be like when we get there? And we started visualizing, literally visualizing what the future was going to look like. Then we asked them to think about the current state. Like, what do we have right now? What resources do we have? What shape is the team in? You know, where are we standing today? And we drew that out. And then what we had was we had a big space in the middle, right? From where we are in our current state to where we're going in the future. 
And that's where we had them do the exercises, you know, like uh, brainstorming exercises, prioritization exercises, until they basically had whittled down to the series of what they thought were the key initiatives, right, that they were going to need to put in this strategy. And then we visualized that up together. Uh, but we did this all with a metaphor that they had created. And their metaphor was that they were going to be launching into space because this is a completely new drug for them. So as we created this, as we worked together to, to chart out basically our current state and future state, a uh, visual unfolded of this metaphor um, that then became the major message that was socialized across the national sales team. It was the thing that everyone uh, rallied around. People knew this picture inside and out and different departments were represented within the picture itself. I love that idea. And it's something that whenever you get people thinking in an image like that, a metaphor like that, it unleashes new creativity because some of the some of the, the walls you may have uh, put around the idea tend to kind of break free because you're able to think in, in different terms. I'd love for you to share some ideas of how to, maybe in addition to that, how to unleash creativity on your team, maybe maybe through art, just things you've found that can help people think differently, uh, think more effectively and end up helping their business to function in a more effective and more creative way? Yeah, I love, this is a great question. So related to this, right, is you can be a visual leader without necessarily being the person to draw the pictures. But I also really want to convey to everyone listening that just because you don't have the word creative on your business card does not mean that you do not have the opportunity every day to work creatively. And I think leadership is such a creative pursuit. So one thing that I encounter is there's a lot of people have a lot of myths around what it is to be creative, you know, um, you, that you have to paint a picture, or write a song, but that's, that's just simply not true. So what you what I encourage people to do is start with things that are really low stakes. So rather than um, you know, jumping in and being like, okay, we're going to completely come up with a new disruptive, innovative approach to our business or a new product, right? People kind of freeze up, <laughs> you know, if, if you do that. So, um, so start with stuff that's really low stakes. It's not actually about the problem uh, at hand for your team. So what, uh, what we'll do sometimes is we'll do a drill where we ask people to come up with as many uses for a pencil other than to write or make a mark. Mm. And at, at first, you know, some people can come up with the first few really quickly and then they get a little stuck. Other people, it takes a little bit of time, but you give them some prompts. And, you know, by the end, you'll be surprised in a couple of minutes that your team, you know, each person will come up between, I'd say 12 and like 32 different ideas. Wow. So, you know, something starting out with something that's low stakes uh, we'll get people feeling a little bit more comfortable and build up that creative confidence um, before you ask them then to say, okay, great. Now we have like thought about these answers and what was our process in doing that? And then, you know, how do we maybe transition that into you know, solving a, a business problem that our team is facing? So a lot of people are probably listening to this thinking, I like the sound of it, but I still don't quite know where to start. And like maybe even after that exercise where you're getting people to think creatively, getting people to think of different uses, thinking outside the box. Can can you give leaders recommendations for how they can begin thinking more creatively or just continuing to help their their team think more creatively past the exercise into implementation in business? Sure. So 
you know, once you've warmed up around that, uh, some other things that are really, I think, instructive would be to ask your team to visualize their role. So uh, rather than, you know, saying I'm, you know, whatever, I'm Joe and, uh, you know, I'm a senior marketer, ask them to actually draw out what it is that they do every day. And what's interesting about that is you really start to see what kind of thinker people are. You know, you brought up the why, why not question. Well, um, in this, I find like some people are very tactical, like they might draw a computer and be like, I'm on the computer, I'm on the phone all day, right? Other people are metaphorical where, you know, they're, they're like, this is the chaos and the ideas in the ether and I'm channeling them. Um, and some people, you know, take a different approach uh, somewhere in between those. So that I think is a, always interesting as a leader to kind of understand a little bit more about the way people on your team think. It also can be really instructive about what they think their role is versus what other people might think their role is. And then you can move on from that to say, okay, the next challenge that I have, I'm going to try to visualize what is that challenge um, rather than just putting it into words uh, and then rushing to solve it. Uh, first, taking a step back and thinking about how do I depict this? Uh, what is the impact of it? How would I explain this to somebody um, in a way that would be visual without words? And a number of different insights and nuances, like I described with the role exercise, start to emerge. And for those people who maybe do take a little more literal approach to their job, are those people that are still worth bringing into this uh, visual artistic side? Or does it just help you to know, hey, for those people who are thinking more metaphorically, this is uh, an approach that I can really focus on taking with them? H how do you begin blending those different approaches? Yeah, no, I mean... Uh... You know, if they're literal, you just give up on them. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, not at all. I think that um, I, it takes all different kinds of thinkers and definitely knowing um, just how someone's going to approach something or as a leader, the best way to communicate to them can be really instructive, right? The people that are more metaphorical, uh, uh, storytelling might be a way that you know, they really understand the people that are more literal, maybe you're looking for things that are a bit more concrete or tactical. Um, I think that it, you know, it takes all kinds of people and diversity of thought on a team to make it strong, but um, it can be helpful to just kind of understand, you know, how someone's going to approach a problem, but certainly all of those are valid approaches for sure. So, I'd love for you to share any thoughts with leaders before we finish up today, just things that you want to make sure that people leave with. It could be something that we've discussed already, or it could be something that for whatever reason I haven't asked you about, and you just want to make sure that people don't leave this podcast without knowing this final thought, this final insight, final takeaway from Nora. So back to thinking about how you might put this into practice for yourself. Um, you know, a lot of times a barrier for people is just thinking about their own ability to draw. And if you're out there listening to this, I'm guessing that probably you're going to say, uh, you know, uh, my kindergartner can draw better than me. That is completely fine because as leaders, what we're really looking for, right, is impact. Did we communicate? Did we connect with other people? Is our message clear? And the great thing about humans, since we've been doing this for 30,000 years, is your audience is hardwired to make meaning out of your pictures. So really think about the minimal viable product. So that in this case could just be a stick figure. 
it does not have to be beautiful because your audience is already meeting you halfway there. And if you think about, there's tons of examples like this. Think about emojis, right? We imbue all sorts of meaning into something that's incredibly, incredibly simple. So don't let the, you know, the thought of how extravagant or how accurate your picture might be impede you from using a tool that's really going to resonate because it's really a, it's really about communication and it, it does not require a lot. And Nora, if people have really enjoyed what they've heard today and want to learn more about you and the work that you do, and maybe specifically want to get a visual idea of what they've heard us talking about today, where would you like people to go to do that? Sure. So you can um, visit us at imagethink.net. We have tons of resources about working visually, lots of examples of ways we've supported our clients. Um, if you want to try out some of this yourself, you can check out my book, Draw Your Big Idea, which is full of about 100 visual exercises already laid out for you to help you move from ideation to action. Great. Nora, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to follow up, remember, as always, links are in the show notes below. Until next time, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well. <laughs>